1: What? Did you see that? You that, that, there, yeah. that, you that what, did you see that? Did you see? You saw that person. Did you see that person there? Yeah. there yeah. What? Did you see that? Did you see? Did you see? You saw that person. Did you see that person there? Yeah. What? Did you see that? Did you see? Did you see? You saw that person. Did you see that person there?
2: because we needed a slide.
3: Welcome to Strange Familiars, covering a range of topics from the paranormal. Cryptids, mythology, the occult, hauntings, UFOs, weird history, and folklore. Wherever you are listening to Strange Familiars, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or any other service, please subscribe and click the like button, and share the Strange Familiars pages and stories on Facebook, and other social media. If you have experienced something strange, or if you know a story you would like us to cover, email Podcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. And of course you can always find us at strangefamiliars.com.
4: Welcome to Strange Familiars, episode 20. We're going to be talking about Site 7. I guess we'll call it Site 7 Part 2. It's our (laughs) impressions, James' and Tim's experiences and impressions about Site 7 so far. So far. It's an ongoing investigation. Before we begin, if you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Check out everything we have there. We have different reward levels. You can get extra shows for $3 a month. You can get t-shirts. You can get stickers. You name it. But at just $3 a month, you get extra shows. We try to do at least one full extra show a month for our patrons. But you can get other swag there as well. There's all different kinds of reward levels. Just go check it out. Patreon.com slash Strange Familiars. When you support us in Patreon, you help us make Strange Familiars. We'd like to take it to a weekly show. The more support we get, the more shows we can do
5: absolutely and if you already subscribe and are a patron thank you so much it makes a huge difference for us and what we're able to do with the show
4: patreon.com slash strange familiars thank you and we'll get on with the show so we're going back to site seven tonight site seven I'm going to play the interview I did with Chris again it's just a couple minutes long but I think there's some important stuff in there that, absolutely that I want to go over again so yeah. I'll go ahead and play that here It's closed now.
6: Yeah, they closed it up, and I wonder why. Uh, I remember the time. It was Carson... Uh, foreign exchange student from Nicaragua, and myself. Uh, it's probably like a Saturday afternoon. And we're heading to the... And then we take Road to get there. So we get about halfway, and we're always running on E. And all of a sudden, the car we run out of gas. So Carson wants me to go back the farmer's home that was right in the middle of that lane so I go back and I knock on the door terrified not knowing what was coming out in that dark nasty looking house that was sitting back there and out comes an old gentleman probably in his early 80s and his fingernails were probably about an inch long so that scared me right off the back because he looked like something <laughs> trashed me me so I go up to his door and he comes out and I said I ran out of gasoline Well, he says I think I got something barrel in the back of the barn well first of all that scared me going back at the barn with this guy so he took it back, the barrel was empty. So I was sort of like, uh, so we didn't know what to do. So I said, uh, I'll see you later. I, so I took off. So we, we ran into the store and got gas. We walked to the store and got gas. Uh, but uh, one instance we remember, I know at the beginning of the year there was a house. Remember the big house sort of sits, like when you get down in the lane, you'll see a house. Well, that one night we went back, I was with Anthony And he, uh, I was probably about 16 at the time. And a German Shepherd and a St. Bernard come and attack our car. And there was like five of us in the car. Uh, the uh, St. Bernard jumps on top of the hood. And the German Shepherds try biting our tires, like like literally biting our tires, like platinum. So then we go back into the road, and it's just complete darkness. And it, was, it just makes you feel like there was somebody up in the woods watching you wherever you want. So, yeah, road was always one of those roads that I always feared to go back. Everybody feared to go back in there.
4: Didn't you say there was a family of albinos or something? That's where the dogs came from. They were from the albino family. It's a whole family. It
6: was a whole family of albinos Wow. that lived back there. And you uh, already ever saw them. I mean, we saw them, like, once going back there.
4: road, or however it's pronounced. Didn't you say there was stories about...
6: There was supposed to be bums and vagrants living up in the woods that would throw rocks. That at you. would throw rocks at you. And We did have rocks thrown on our cars before up from the woods, and we don't know what it was throwing rocks at us. Uh, but that's that was that's what the story goes about that that road uh, that there was people living up in the woods, and then at nighttime when the kids would go back, they'll throw yeah. rocks at you. But yeah, that was a strange road to go back on. It felt a little evil, you know. Uh To go back that road
4: so the important points there I think are for me, the thing that really got my attention was the stone throwing the stone throwing absolutely when people talk about <laughs> getting stones thrown at them and they but they never see these these hobos or homeless people right. or, i forget exactly. I what just think
5: part. i think it's so interesting to me that like immediately it's like passed off as like. It's oh, it was vagrants. It was, it was homeless folks camping in the woods, and it's not within an area that's riddled with you know train tracks and and, and such. Like it's just a weird.
4: Yeah, it is an odd place for for uh, right. there to be a hobo oh, camps. Absolutely,
5: and absolutely. There's no liquor stores nearby. <laughs> there's,
4: yeah, there's no train track. Why? Like, yeah. why would you be hanging out there? Sure. So that got my attention first. Like, when somebody talks about stone throwing and not seeing who throws the stones, that's like, okay. Light bulb goes off. When he talks about the family of albinos, now that became sort of more important as we went along.
5: Yeah, yeah. Like, it didn't seem like it was going, like, it was just kind of one of those things like, huh. Well, albinos. Okay, well, that's well, that's a- that's strange. And it, it, it's almost something that, like, I kind of put off initially after after hearing that. Yeah, like uh, like oh that's weird. An and odd thing. But, but, but more so at that point I was interested in like the, the, the being you know pelted with stones from from you know right from the woods. The, the albinos
4: it, thing. <laughs> now that does come up in a lot of urban legends like sure. around Pennsylvania and New Jersey you'll mm-hmm. get these stories of like oh there was a family of albinos or Allison who does the circus research of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and albinos were often yeah uh, exhibited with as sideshow curiosities. That's not politically correct at all, I'm sure, but it's part of the past. It happened. She looked up, uh, you know, albinos in the area just as part of her research. Sure. And there was a family of albinos. It's rare to have a whole family, but Mm -hmm. it is a genetic thing. It can be passed on. Yeah. I think both parents need to be albino. Yeah. And they can pass it on. There was a family living in Harrisburg. So we do have a family of albinos, like documented
5: in south central pa in
4: in south central pa now whether they moved to to this area that seems unlikely i I feel like
5: it's highly unlikely that they moved into this chunk of land i mean we've been back there like i just yeah and according to chris they
4: lived in a shack the albino family in harrisburg i don't think they were poor Mm, their baby actually won like a prettiest baby contest one year and stuff and yeah, so it'd be odd for them, I think, to move to a shack
5: in New York County, right? But we, it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And in, in in our sort of snooping around in the area, we've never found anything that looks like it could have been a shack or a foundation for a shack.
4: Yeah, I, that's what I really wanted to find <clears throat> that as much as anything.
5: I, I feel like perhaps the whole local, you know, that local area sort of having the story about the albinos, I think, stemmed from something else. Maybe. That people maybe may have been experiencing, and it became this urban legend of there being this albino family that lived back there. or maybe it was something that people were telling people or telling kids to you know be careful you know the albinos in the woods and to keep them from from going back there and snooping around because perhaps people were wise to the fact that there were maybe other things. There were reasons not. To be there are reasons there. not to be back there, and it's easier to to throw it on. On that than it is to be like well there could be things right. in the woods you know let's solve yeah. the albino
4: thing for now and
5: we will come back to it. come
4: back to yeah. it we went into this basically thinking Bigfoot because of the stone throne absolutely right? and because it's this wooded area there's are some other geographical features that put it relative to other local sightings yeah. and so forth that we, so we it saw.
5: really became like a perfect storm of things that kind of was like oh this is definitely. This is this is this definitely feels Bigfoot related,
4: right? And then when <laughs> Jeff and Laurie are reporting, I shine. Now we talked to them on the last episode, obviously, yeah. and Jeff said that he was only seeing one light, from right, a creature or right. one one eye shining. That's the first I heard of that. Yeah, I, I think before now he sent me pictures of the eyeshine, shine, but I assume that I was looking at two lights as one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. From from, from uh, they became one or. Something, you know what I mean? No, no, I mean, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I, I didn't know that at all times he was only seeing one single light per creature, if that's what he was seeing. And, and again, maybe maybe yes, maybe no. But we're thinking eyeshine. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're thinking this, this is eyeshine they're getting back there. So going into this looking for Bigfoot reports, you actually took two big reports very nearby.
5: Yeah, yeah. What's really, really weird is right around the time that you and I started focusing and and, and kind of messing around with that area, checking it out, and kind of starting our like official investigation of the area, some really random things kind of just fell into place.
4: Just chronologically, the the first one, was this a client of yours or a friend? Well,
5: the the first thing— Chronologically. Yeah, yeah. Literally the same week that we had gone out, To that area, I saw an old friend, and and they were talking about their summer. And you know, I'd gotten into the whole like, "How's the daughter?" That conversation happened, and she said, "Oh, she's great. She's seeing monsters," (laughs) kind of joking. And it was kind of one of those things where my ears perked up, and it was like, "Well, what do you mean?" And she goes on to tell me this story about something that had happened, and I'm listening to the story, but I'm also thinking about the geography because this this would have been happening very close. Yeah, it's two with, sites within seven. a
4: mile or two, which in which terms is, of Bigfoot is which is
5: right really really yeah. wild. And with that that connecting stream of water from one spot to another,
4: let's describe the area a little bit. So this is a. A sighting that this little girl reported that's right over the summer, basically mm-hmm. summer yeah. of 2017. yeah the
5: the short version of the story is during the summer, little girl, I think she's four or five years old, is out in the yard of their home, which is a very very vast open space with her grandpa and they're playing outside, beautiful day, and she just, according to the grandfather, just loses her mind and starts screaming. Like she was stung by a bee or something, you know, and she starts freaking out and she runs into the house and, you know, he goes to catch her, you know, find out what's wrong. When he finds her in the house, she's telling him that there's a monster outside. There's a big hairy monster. It's easy for some people to maybe dismiss a child saying something like this, but when it's your child or a child within your family that you know it's one of those things when they when they say something like this, you know right away whether or not they're being truthful or not. And I think right. that this grandfather really was concerned because he believed that she was telling him that you know she really saw something out he there. He took
4: it serious enough where he went out with a gun.
5: I believe so. Yeah, he had gone out just to you know make sure it wasn't a person or somebody or whatever. That was kind of it. And it was just kind of one of those things where you know she'd come home and like they told you know grandpa told the story and. It's kind of like okay, and then the little girl didn't really talk about it too much after that. But then I got the story, and I'm listening to the story, and it reminded me of another story that I'd heard. And I told her about this story, and her eyes get really big because the story that it had remind me of involved a little uh, a bunch of kids playing in the yard, and uh, something peering over a huge blueberry bush, and it was like looking over, and it was like a statue, like it was just standing there, and they made eye contact, and the little girl freaked went in house it was kind of like a very similar sort of reaction to seeing to seeing what she saw and i told her this story and her eyes just get big and she tells me our property is lined with fruit trees right you which know, we confirmed which we confirmed there's persimmon there's a uh, there's asian pear there's there's a, a plethora of of edibles all along the property line even a grape arbor You know, there's a vegetable garden. And it's right there where the little girl had seen whatever it was that she had seen.
4: Yeah. Well, we went out there one night. We did. So the back of their yard... Okay, let's take a step back. Yeah. She reported seeing a big hairy monster, basically. Yeah. Something very large and and very frightening that meets the description of a Bigfoot. Absolutely. Dark hair, Mm -hmm. big, large creature.
5: It was standing in the back of her yard, which... Goes up. It goes, a it's, it's a little bit of hill. There's a there's a there's an incline. There's an incline, a shed, and then kind of like a weird little, like a dip, like, like a dip, like a like a little ravine for drainage. I think.
4: Yeah, which is completely covered. Like if you, I could get down in there and probably yeah. live for a week or two, and no one would would know I was in there.
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, or or more if no one checked. But Th- this is where we what we're putting together is where this mystery creature was probably standing when she had seen it
4: right now all the fruit on that side seemed to be eaten off the trees well
5: there was what was really interesting to me is we're in the we're like in the middle of summer at that point and there was like not even any debris on the like at the bottoms of the tree right of fruit like everything there was everything was gone we looked through the garden. There didn't seem to be a lot in the garden. Now, right. maybe
4: they picked it. Sure. Maybe not, but there there wasn't a lot in the garden. We found a, a maybe footprint as these things yeah. go. It, yeah. lo- it looked like a footprint.
5: We had had a good bit of rain during uh, the, the days leading up to when we actually went out. And this was underneath a tree, which would be a great place to hang out if you were trying to stay out of the rain because everything under the tree was very, very dry, including this footprint. I don't think people are hanging out where we were. It, I don't think so either. It's not like a
4: hangout spot. It's, no
5: one's waiting
4: for a bus there. It's, but it,
5: but it's, it's it's such an interesting little spot. It's like one of those spots that like if I was a kid, I would hang out there all the time. Like I'd build a fort there or something because right. it's, it's one of those places where you can be close to home and at the same time, no one's going to see that you're exactly. there. You know, it's private. There was a stem of a wine glass I found which yeah. just shoved in the ground. Very we weird. What looked like a footprint... To me, looked like a right foot instep on the left, and it, it didn't seem like there was a lot of detail for toes, but you almost mentally could put them, like you know where they would be. Right. And we did get a picture of that in, in, with my shoe next to it. My shoe was a size 12. So it would have put that print, if that's what it is, at about 16 inches.
4: It's interesting because this is a residential neighborhood.
5: It's a residential neighborhood. We're looking at this place and we're thinking about the geography of this particular location. And literally the most logical place for something to be coming from would have had to actually cross a main road to get to where it was seen in the daylight.
4: Right. However, if, if you look at it on Google Maps, you can go right across the road into a patch of woods and follow that woods Basically, all, all the, the way, way to, to the river, to, all the way to the river, which right. is right by site seven. Right. Uh,
5: they had some other weird things happening. Like after I got to talking to her, I don't think that she took it very seriously. But after we got to talking, I asked her about some things like, hey, have you had anything, any other weird stuff happening? She said, you know, at the same time every night, the sensor lights next to her parents, their parents, you know, live with them. Um, the sensor lights were coming on like roughly the same time every night, and eventually they just turned the sensor lights off so they wouldn't go on. That's right; they were going on and off. Uh Yeah, and And, didn't uh, they
4: report some weird screams too? And
5: they had heard some sounds, absolutely, but didn't think anything of it, and they didn't—they definitely didn't put it together because this is like Bigfoot or or creatures is not necessarily something that's in these folks' wheelhouse.
4: Right. My impression is it was like the last stop on the line. Like you you could you could follow this through the woods. You know, if you start at site seven, or it's like like a mini (laughs) mart. It's like a little mini-mart, a little snack. If you wanted to creep through the woods and get as far as you could, this would be sort of like the, the last stop on the line.
5: Absolutely. And, and, then, and these things seem to have a rapport with children. Like they seem to be drawn to the sounds of children playing.
4: Yeah, well, they're disturbingly interested in them. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, who know,
5: knows. Something we can't quite put our finger on, like what that is. And this all happened like like within the time that you know, this is within a span of like a day or two of us actually going over there and right and deciding, okay, we're gonna set up we're gonna set up our, our stuff here. And so actually when
4: when you contacted me about this report, I had been there's a park near site seven. Mm-hmm. I had been in that park that very day. And I remember I told you about this and I didn't write it down, but it was so weird. A deer crossed in front of me mm-hmm. and went into a thicket and started sounding off in just the weirdest way the weirdest kind of mournful kind of sounding off way like like it was hurt mm-hmm. and it just it was just such an odd thing and i and i think like what's in that thicket like i couldn't see could only hear the deer going off now you know this was summer midsummer so it's not like so it's not, all it's all like in rut. the
5: same it's all in the same sort of it's in a relative time period and it was just such a w- interesting coincidence that we're checking out site 7 this thing randomly kind of falls into my lap this child's sighting and then within a week or two of hearing about this i was visiting my brother and uh, my nephew and you know their family and stuff and you know they wanted to know how things were going and I started talking about the albinos and and site 7 and 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 the little girl sighting and stuff my sister-in-law got <laughs> got kind of intense and I'm like are you alright and she says yeah when we were kids on the highway close to close to the to the town that site seven's in she distinctly has this memory of of coming Down the highway, heading home from somewhere. And while they were on the road, traffic got stopped on the highway, where people literally stopped their cars on the highway as several, uh, what she described as white and gray creatures moved across the road in front of traffic and brought, like, as the sun was going down.
4: And this was like in the seventies. Or- no, this
5: mm-hmm. would have this would have been like probably for her because she she would have been a little girl at that time. So this is probably like early early to mid nineties. Early.
4: Oh wow. Yeah,
5: because she's she's in her she's in her twenties. She's okay. in her late twenties.
1: All,
5: right. All right. So so I, I thought that was very interesting. These things uh, allegedly had crossed right in front of people, and everyone stopped, and people had actually gotten out of their cars and crossed the median over into the other lane following them as they jumped over the guardrail into a ravine and just sort of disappeared back into the woods. Wow. You know, there again, another weird thing happening. And like the thing that got me was like, they were like grayish white. Yeah. Creatures. You know, that was the explanation. Um, And it's so wild that people saw this. Like it was a bunch of people like that's that literally, you know, they got out of their cars to like, try to see where these things went.
4: Anyone hears
1: this? If anybody and has heard locally this story, has, is familiar with this, please get in touch. With I us. would.
5: I would love to hear a little bit more. Um, if you if, if you know anything, it seems like a bunch of people saw it from. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. It. it would be incredible to be able to talk to somebody who had seen this or yeah. experienced it. But like all this stuff, just sort of just just sort of rolled together in like a really short amount of time. Yeah, it was and,
4: really exciting because we're and, just getting one thing after another. And, I remember and, we were calling and, each other constantly. Yeah, like, like oh my god, you, yeah, yeah,
5: absolutely. But the thing that really stuck out with that, to, to me, was the fact that she's, you know, they were, the creatures were white. Right. And that right. becomes a drumbeat that we'll hear again and again. Yeah. Yeah, this. absolutely. So
4: our Site 7 investigations, and when I say investigations, we're not scientists. We don't pretend to be scientists. I think of us as, like, experiencers and observers. Like, we, we like to go experience uh, yeah, things. Yeah, I wouldn't and disagree. And observe things and collect stories and collect experiences. So we've gone out multiple days and nights. We try to keep the recorder running when we're there. We've left recorders overnight. We'll insert some audio here while we have it. So let me give a caveat on the recordings here. I've recorded music for decades, but this kind of on-site audio is new to me. I do my best to clean it up. But if you clean it up as you would clean up music, it tends to mute the sounds and make it sound like you're listening underwater and stuff. So I do my best with cleaning it up. We are going to present the audio in this episode with our impressions, and if you want to come back and say it's all foxes and coyotes, we're not going to argue with you. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it is. Maybe it's all yeah. foxes and coyotes. This is
5: just stuff we recorded, and I don't think that it is, though, man. Well, I really don't.
1: Yeah,
4: I just don't want to have to get in endless comment arguments with, yeah, with people. If, sure. If it's all, if you want to say it's all foxes and coyotes, that's fine another note there are some roads nearby that are around site seven you can hear occasional traffic there is no road that goes through site seven itself now there used to be but it's closed as we said before so it's a big area with no roads going through it when you hear traffic it's on the outside of the area some other observations in regards to the geography we talked about that quite a bit last episode but some things we didn't mention there are two abandoned houses on the east side. Mm-hmm. one of them is just like people up and left. It's really just weird. Just gone. Yeah. Like uh, there's still furniture. There's yeah. still, it's just, it's just like they just got up and left. Yeah. Make what you want of that. Maybe, maybe they just couldn't pay their mortgage. Maybe they just had to get out. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It's. It, but it's strange and, and it's creepy. The other one is like more of an old farmhouse kind of thing. I don't know what the deal is with that. It's really hard to get to with all the, uh, the overgrowth brush and so forth. So we went in during the day from the east. Pretty
5: weird day. Pretty weird day, yeah.
4: It was a big tree day. Well, there were lots of trees.
5: Yeah, there were, there had been um, uh, just literally a few days, maybe a week or so, before we had gone out for our daytime stroll through Site 7. There had been a pretty major storm in this area. There were a lot of down trees. Along our way that we had to sort of traverse.
4: There was one huge one which we had to kind of climb through. (laughs) Right. Now, on the way back, I swear there was a rather large branch that was, like, sort of blocking our way through that you said... And you said you remembered it being there on our way up, I thought. Right. But I don't know. Like, I... I, I, That was hard to say. The other weird thing on our way back is getting lost in that little strand of woods. There's no way we should have gotten lost. No. That That was really weird.
5: No. It really... It it felt like... It felt like something out of a movie, where like you, like the people were just moving and moving and moving, and they're not getting anywhere
4: for a good hour. I think yeah, that we were yeah. just, and it's this little strand of woods. And There's it, no way we
1: yeah. should have been lost. Going then,
5: going through that strand of woods to get to where we needed to go literally only took us like fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, maybe to to, to sort of traverse through because we were able to find game trails to kind of move along. But when we came back, it was like the game trails were gone. It was such a weird thing. Cause yeah, and, I, I, I and, feel- and the ones
4: that were there like were leading us in circles, and it was just so weird. And like, there's a main trail that goes through there. We should like yeah. we were headed right for it. We right. should have hit that main trail we never way did. before we did. Yeah. It was weird. Like that was just a weird thing. Yeah. Getting lost there. But we first went out at night. The thing we noticed at
5: night were the owls. Yeah. We go out and we literally will go out in the complete dark and just listen and just sort of I don't know like kind of feel through what's going on. Yeah, well, like I in said the area. we really want um, to experience
4: the area And, and what it has and to also happen.
5: I don't I don't like to like if there is something in this area I don't want to just barge in to that area like kicking in the doors <laughs> yeah like we're we're coming in to raid the place right i feel like it's important that if there is something there to stay sort of like on our side let it know that we're there and to sort of have that sort of experience and we had done that a couple times yeah. actually at night the screech house the screech house were constant when we were there yeah they would not shut up.
4: Now, I'll go ahead and play just a short clip sure. of, of some of the screech owls. And the odd thing we noticed when we left the recorders there, when we're not there, no screech-outs. None. Now, I don't know enough about screech owls to know, like, are, do they give off a warning things? Now, screech owls don't screech. They actually have kind of a pleasant little... Warbly sound But are they sounding off as a sort of warning Do they do that Or right? Know, it doesn't seem to be like an owl like behavior As a predator Like they're not going right. to sit there and keep
5: sounding off Yeah I would think that maybe a warning Is one thing but to continue to just Keep going and going and going and going Would be almost counterproductive To protecting yourself That And that's just you know again I'm not a naturalist I'm not a scientist I'm just a dude in the woods right. Observing what's yeah. going on around me and it's definitely weird to have so much chaos happening. <laughs> and then when you're not there, nothing. Where I, I would expect the opposite. I would expect there to be more interaction when there aren't potential threats yeah. on the threshold yeah, you, you as think, opposed to them being right there.
4: Now, occasionally when we're not there, you hear our screech owls Yeah, But it's not Absolutely. that sort of constant drone of, of screech owls that we were getting. All right, so we also caught something else which is, like, much deeper that sounds almost <clears> like <throat> it's attempting to mimic a screech owl, but it not, definitely, it not definitely completing sounds, the call.
5: Yeah, Even with with it being recording, it sounds like it's something substantial in size. At yeah, it just least sounds much lower putting that sound out. No, it could be something closer to the recording device. Could be another different kind um, of owl, sure. But uh, but like first impressions, it sounds like something bigger than an owl making an owl sound.
4: The reason we bring up a lot of this stuff is because bigfoot creatures, if that's what we're talking about, are known to mimic, and they're known to be very very good mimics. Mm-hmm and owls are one of the things they mimic on the regular. A couple of the nights we were there, it seemed like things were walking around us. We would sit in a stationary area and just just either stand or sit and just be quiet, talk a little bit, but mostly just be there. Yeah. And it sounded like things were walking around us. It sounded bipedal to me. I don't know. You know.
5: Yeah. Yeah, in that in that moment it definitely does and you know, granted, you know, it sometimes when you're out in the middle of nowhere with no lights or anything like, you know, maybe, maybe some people's senses get the best of them, but I felt pretty calm for the most part. I didn't feel on edge. I felt pretty relaxed and something was definitely sort of moving around our like around the perimeter around Mm us.
4: Um, If you look in one direction, you can see lights from houses and I swear, now now there were leaves on the trees. So maybe this was leaves, but it seemed like, I could see something pass between us and the lights. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's hard, you know. Again, maybe maybe it's just uh,
5: yeah. And again, this is just the experiences that we had while we were there at night. So the other thing, and we both saw
4: this. We saw a flash.
5: <sighs> I just got a chill just thinking about like what you were about to
4: say. <laughs> and again. When we say flash, we mean a flash of movement, not a flash of light. I think that's important because a lot of people, when we first talked about it, said, you know, I see white flashes, too. And they were talking about flashes of light, which is something else, I think. Yeah. Uh, um,
5: This was a flash of movement. This is a flash of movement, but that's not to say that it wasn't without color.
4: It was. We agreed later when we compared notes, it was white.
5: Do we have a a clip of our sort of initial response to it?
4: Yeah, this is the actual audio of
5: when we saw it.
1: You see that? You saw that, right? She sees a move there. Yeah, a flash. Not a firefly. Not a firefly. No, no, no.
5: In the dark.
1: Yeah. Something. Okay. Again. Caught the light and moved. Did you see it, it popped up? It was. F- high. Did you see that? I didn't see it pop up, but I saw it move past.
5: It was out of my peripheral.
6: I saw something flash right past that. That's really dark right
1: there. Yeah.
6: I didn't hear anything, I just saw it.
3: Something definitely moved past that. I saw it and then I looked to you to see if maybe you saw
5: it. I saw something move, but I couldn't. But you were already like pointing. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog, like. <laughs> Holy shit, that
4: was weird. I've been thinking, I've been seeing movement over here a little bit. Because the white fence to keep drawing my eyes, so I keep thinking, "That's oh, just them.
5: No, no, it was something up. Yeah, yeah. Like up higher. Yeah. Like that mood. Oh,
1: yeah. It was very, very
5: fast. You know, it is this is like one of the, this is like, I think maybe like the second time I've heard that, and it's been a while since I heard it the first time. Takes you back. It does. It. Yeah, I have, I, 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 like, the hair is standing up on my neck right now. Did you notice Oof. anything about that clip? Well, besides that it, it was, like, completely silent. Yeah, no insects. There was nothing. There was no sound at all. And Now, this was the summer. You know, into, yeah. And there
4: are insects. Yeah. The other recordings, you can hear the insects, you yeah. can hear the owls.
5: So pretty much we're standing in the dark and we're looking down pretty much a, a pathway that used to be a, a road now like it's been reclaimed by nature at this point but you can still see the remnants of the road we're looking down through this and and very close to us and close to the to the entrance of of, of this area uh we're standing and we're staring down through and what I had seen I was sort of facing like if, if straight ahead's 12 o'clock I was kind of like at one o'clock and i saw a per- something move in my peripheral from behind a tree as i caught it with my peripheral, i i turned to look at it it was like this big flash of of something that crossed from left to right across that path yes that's exactly what i saw and it made no sound there was no sound not at all so so wh- okay we well, we'll say we'll say well, what if it was an owl or a large bird it would not have been soundless there would have been some sort of sound being made from something that big moving through the air. Of that, I feel pretty confident. Because we're talking 15 feet away from us at most? It was, yeah, 10 to f- between 10 and 15 feet away from us. We were pretty much right there. And I had gone back the next day because I knew from what, at what level on the tree there was a branch that that
4: kind of hung down and across the path and i saw it above that branch
5: right where i well when i when i had gone back the second the the day after i literally like had to go back again because i needed to see this in the daytime and while i was there i realized that the where we were standing dips down into that area so once you kind of cross into in, into this sort of uncharted land once you cross into it, it it dips down a little bit yes with that dip down and where this branch was whatever we had seen had to have at least been eight foot
4: eight or nine feet maybe yeah.
5: nine foot it made no sound None no sound it None was completely whatsoever. silent and, and white. It was such a weird and and that was the thing like we were driving we were driving away from, we were driving, do you have that clip at all? No, I think we were just in tape. the car and it just yeah. dawned on me like, hey, what color would you say that object was that moved across the path? Because to I, me, we, we both said yeah. white
4: and that's when you first said albinos? albinos and then it was like, whoa, yeah,
5: you know, it was a, it was not long after that, that I had heard about the creatures crossing the highway, right? It was literally like maybe within like the week, maybe two weeks because I had explained about seeing that white flash go across, and that's what sparked her memory right. of the things crossing the highway
4: and that's not the only white thing no, so, so when we went in during the day, that was an interesting hike uh besides getting lost on the way out. We tend to experience things on the way out we've we've noticed like we go in and it's like everything's you know might find something interesting or something but but it seems like if something's going to happen for us it's going to be on the way out which is odd so we're on the way in it's it's a warm day but it wasn't too warm it was you know it was a not an easy hike but no but but a nice you know a nice enough hike and we go in and there's not much sign of man there was one trail cam we found
5: one random trail cam. You heard what you thought were gunshots,
4: and it could be. Um... We
5: we're standing and we're kind of <laughs> deliberating over this trail cam. If that trail cam had was able was capable of picking up audio, whoever came back and got that definitely was kind of like what <laughs> what was going on here, you know. But like we're standing there talking about this trail cam, and then there was all of a sudden this loud, bap, bap. Bap, 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 bap. And it sounded like a rifle, semi-auto. Uh, yeah, uh, being fired, very, very close to us. And then there was a sound of something that sounded like an animal in pain. It was really close to us. And that was about the point where I was like, oh, okay,
4: well, maybe we should. And of course, I didn't have the tape running. At this we point. did not
5: have the tape running during this point. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that was a that was really weird. Like hearing that, I believe that that was that was gunfire for sure. So it's after this, we kind of proceed on
4: our way and we're just sort of, you know, noting our surroundings. There's some interesting, I'm not going to call them tree structures. Yeah. Tree structures are such a weird thing. Unless they're it, sure. like massive and definitely, you know, you can tell it's definitely things have been laid there. You know, sure. it's hard to say that it's not just a natural break. Um, but there's some interesting things as we're, you know, just oh, yeah. sort of noting like, oh, look at that. That's interesting. Oh, look at that. And it comes time to turn around. So we turn around and we're on our way out. We go past the area with the trail cam where we heard the gunshot. Yeah. And I heard just like the slightest little sound in the brush to my left. I quickly turned and I saw something man-sized. Now, this this was about human size, about my, my size, I guess. No, no taller than six foot, probably. And at first I thought it was someone who had come up to spy on us or look at us. I thought, you know, I, I thought it was a person. Yeah. Until I realized I'm looking at something that was all white. Mm-hmm. Now this is, happens in a just a split second. Someone's f- facing me. Yeah. A man-sized, man-shaped something facing me. It turns to its left, makes a like a hard left turn, and shoots into the into the brush. Now, I, definitely, heard, you heard the sound.
5: I heard the sounds, but I missed the I missed the visual. Unfortunately, we live in Pennsylvania. We know what deer look like. We know about yeah, the this, you know the white of a deer. This wasn't that. No, no. This was this was. I thought it was a
4: person. You know, at first I thought it was a person in, in a, like a gray sweatsuit. in a white, like, like a, whitish gray <laughs> sweatsuit. That's what I thought, and I thought that's a, that's weird. And then I realized, just like, but they the head was white too, and the hair was white too. So here we go with
5: something else white. You know, ghost of an albino out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guess is as good as mine. Yeah, I mean, I I have I personally just with the geography and the things that are close to it, I have a. a have a really loose theory that I, i'm i not gonna get into yeah it'll because, give away too much because it'll give too much away about the location i definitely don't want anybody going especially if there's gunfire and and other weird things going on back there i don't want people going back there and getting themselves hurt or or you know or worse but i definitely have a theory and perhaps at some point we'll be in it we'll figure out a way that we can actually talk about that right <laughs> you know yeah, it was a really weird time, and like the point where where we were when this happened, we were like, we should have only been like another 20, 20 minutes to to get back to you know initially where we got on to that area, and we ended up in that weird loop. Yeah, that's right, right <laughs> after that's where
4: we got we got lost. That was just that was odd. That was odd. It just went on and on. I ended and on. up getting home late. It was just, yeah. just weird. Yeah, very weird. Another weird thing. And I had forgotten about this until Jeff and Lori were talking about having that rock thrown at them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was the first or the second night we were there, but I was listening back to the tape and I said to you, hey, it sounds like there was a stone throw that hit the Jeep. Now, this is after we've been there for, for, what, we were there for a couple hours probably. Yeah, yeah. So I said... Correct. I said, hey, it sounds like on the tape there's a stone throw that hit, hit the Jeep. And, and you were just like, yeah, didn't you hear that when we were there? And I said, no, I did not hear that when we were there. So I, I caught it on tape. So here is what may or may not be a stone throw. I, it certainly sounds like it. We had parked the Jeep and we were hanging out near it at this time. And I'll go ahead and play that three times since it's short. It certainly sounds like a stone hitting it.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I've listened, I've actually listened to that quite a few times. Again, with the hobos throwing stones in the woods and, and Jeff and Lori,
4: another interesting thing about stone throwing and, you know, we have to bring up when we're talking about this is Josh Cutchin brought this up to me originally. Stone throwing's reported in poltergeist sightings too, you know, inside people's houses. They'll get stones thrown at them. So it's not just a Bigfoot thing. Who knows what we're dealing with here? And and maybe we're dealing with multiple things. It seems like we had a stone thrown at us. Let's talk about the teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> so,
5: so this is another night.
4: And I was really uncomfortable this night.
5: This was the night that we ended up getting some other really weird audio. After. Afterwards. After this, yeah.
4: yeah. You know, we'd been there several times at this point. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not like I was freaking out every night. But for some reason this night... I was like freaking out and I I kept saying like I don't know James I'm getting a getting a weird feeling tonight I'm just I don't feel right tonight I specifically said like I don't think it's creatures I feel like it's it's people I think there's there's like maybe people watching us or something It was really weird You pointed out later that later on that I happened to be right about that when I said it was people Yeah because it was. So later, you know, some, some time goes by. This was probably before midnight, a good time, where I, where yeah. I started talking. But around mm-hmm. um, around midnight, we started seeing lights.
5: Yeah, down on the path. And what's funny is it, it, we didn't see the lights themselves. We saw just the area up ahead sort of, like, light up. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> and it was super weird. Considering that I was already, like,
4: kind of on edge that night. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? It ended up being kids with flashlights.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: so once we realized it was people, yeah. I kind of thought like, ah, maybe this is like, maybe this is like kind of people poaching or something. I mean, this yeah. this could, this could turn into a not good situation. Yeah, it's like maybe we should get out of here. Well, we had a recorder running. I, we kind of drove like just up the uh, up yeah. a little ways, and James is <laughs> like, they might get our recorder. They can't have our recorder. I'm going to go back. So like, all right, let's go back. Let's. <laughs> let's let's find out what's going on here yeah so we pull back in so we've been going for like not even a minute yeah this yeah point. we we, we literally
5: going. we literally pulled away drove away went up the ro- we went up the road and out and then we turned around and went back in yeah and there were no more lights and i yeah we so said we don't see anybody walking <laughs> at this point the lights are gone
4: and james is like well i'm getting that recorder I'm yeah not, i'm not leaving it there. yeah
5: i was definitely not gonna <laughs> no one was getting our recorder uh, so I hop out of the jeep. I go over to where the recorder was, and I ha- have my flashlight. Uh, I'm, I like look for the recorder, and as I'm feeling for the recorder, I notice a bunch of legs, <laughs> a bunch of legs, just like below that drop off that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, this is like a, a row of legs, and it kind of caught me off guard and freaked me out right away because in my mind I'm like, oh my god, their bodies, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. And um, I saw them move, and I was like. What are you guys doing? <laughs> it's like a but it was like three kids uh that yeah, hop, that like, hopped up and were like are you guys cops? And you know what I mean? Yeah,
4: like teenagers and yeah. they yeah, they were afraid we were cops. We were afraid they were like poachers or something. Yeah, cops. yeah. We kind of started quizzing them after you yeah. know, it calmed them down a little bit and and uh, started talking to them. and We you know, of course, we asked you. You see anything weird out there? Because they had been, they'd well, walked back. Well, as soon
5: as we asked them if they saw anything weird, the response was like Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, which was a little odd. Which was a little odd. Um, and I mean, for for them to go right there, but but it got weirder because they asked us. They had a question for us.
4: Well, they they said, well, the only thing weird we saw is that drone you guys were flying over our head, <laughs> which was like what? And we we're like, well, we don't we don't have a drone. And they're like, Yeah, you guys were flying a drone right over our heads. We were like, no, we don't have a drone. We are not that tech savvy. And no one around there is flying a drone. Who's flying a drone? From what position could you fly a drone?
5: Well, there's nobody back there. If it, it is it's a completely like wide open, it's just woods.
4: Maybe maybe from our position you could fly a drone, but we didn't have a drone. Right. So and, could-
5: and and for it to, like for the drone to even go as far out as where these kids where we initially saw their lights. I mean, like what is the average life expectancy on a battery for those drones? I don't know. I
4: mean, they're, they're pretty good nowadays, but still it's just, you'd have to have a line of sight. You'd have to have, yeah. And there's trees everywhere. I mean, it's just,
5: yeah. So the drone thing is, is, is definitely odd. That is, I think, I think the drone thing is almost the oddest thing that, that kind of came out of like that whole night. Yeah. Who's flying drones back here? Yeah, exactly. Because,
4: no one's flying drones back. Right? No That's one's the thing. That's yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't us. We don't have a drone and I and I could tell they right. were like half confused when when we were like, No. Also, we don't have a knowing
5: drone. knowing what I know now, I feel pretty confident in saying those kids definitely did not go the whole trail. No, no, no. There's no, no way. way. I think um, I think
4: they probably went off to a side trail. They I think we found their little party spot when we were hiking that day. Yeah. They weren't back in that far. No,
5: they didn't go in deep.
4: And they weren't very wood-wise. Um, mm. I, I'm pretty sure where they were lying down, they, they, they went home with some poison ivy <laughs> that night. <laughs> but that was that was so strange, just the whole thing with the drone. That's yeah. like really, really weird. We have a collection of other audio from from the thing, so oh, we'll yeah. just, just let's just play some random stuff, and we'll let the audience be the judge. So here's some weird barks, possibly foxes or coyotes. So, we'll play this one time. You
5: know. Yeah. (laughs) Foxes can sound like that. Sure. It's definitely a. It's just a weird thing to like to catch because it's like, what, you know, what is that?
4: Yeah, and it's the yeah. way it echoes through. It's, it's just, uh, it's strange. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> Here's some more barks, but notice these like weird whistles over top of the barks. There's there's three whistles. You have to listen closely, and I will play this clip two times. You know, yeah. What kind of bird is that? It sounds like a, a whistle whistle. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a not am not a bird guy, so maybe it's a perfectly natural bird. Could be. It could be a turkey, maybe. I don't know.
1: I, yeah, I don't know. I
4: don't know. It's, it's weird. So this one I'm gonna play three times. This one, and you have to listen carefully because it comes quick. I feel like there's a voice here. It says something. It says it quickly. Yeah. I'm gonna play it three times, and I'll tell you what I think it
1: says. Yeah. But...
4: you can definitely hear a car in the background. Yeah. Now to me, <sighs> that sounds like
5: someone saying maybe,
4: I I, I don't know. Yeah,
5: no, no. I, yeah. I, I. There's definitely something else going on there besides the, besides the car. It's so weird that that vehicle was so loud. Yeah. I've never but, heard anything else quite that loud before back there.
4: No. Okay. So we caught a kind of single Barking roar. That's not real close to the mic. Let me play first a sample of a gorilla. This is an actual gorilla sample. This isn't what Mm -hmm. we recorded there. Uh, This repeats three times, so you can just hear what a gorilla because gorillas do bark. They will Mm -hmm. bark when they're angry. Correct. And this is an actual gorilla barking, and it repeats three times. now i'll play the audio we captured whatever it is sounds to me like it's just a single bark i'll play it three times it sounds very similar to that to me it's just odd it's just one single bark in the middle of the night 2 a.m something like that <laughs> you tell me dogs yeah. tend to not just let off one bark if they bark they they tend to
5: well also in the off. middle of nowhere it's kind of unlikely yeah
4: so who who knows All right. Next in our list of audio is what sounds like a wood knock. And again, this was one single sound. I believe this was about two a.m. One between one and two a.m. on the tape. This was in a series. Actually, you, you can actually hear a car come up. Now, the volume is so low that it's 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 just not going to translate. Yeah. On on the podcast. But you hear a car come up, you hear the, the horn blow very far away, but you hear this. And less than 10 seconds later, you hear this wood knock. So, I,
5: I feel like it's very distinct.
4: The, the wood knock you can hear. The wood knock <laughs> yeah. cl- closer than the car. Yeah. So, so I'll go ahead and play the wood knock two times. And here we have what sounds like a whistle and an answer. One sounds closer than the other to me. uh, We'll see. Maybe that's a bird.
5: Maybe. I don't know. And let's talk
4: about uh, what is our favorite clip here. Oh,
5: geez. This is by far, hands down, my favorite. This is the weirdest one. Now,
4: this is not a coyote. <laughs> no. This is not a fox. No. This is between 2 and 3 a.m. Yeah. Ugh, jeez, Go for it. I'll go ahead and play it twice. We'll talk about it. Then I'll go ahead and play it again. Wow. Uh-huh. So what's that?
5: Jeez. You know, I, um, I've, I've actually, it has its voices. Yeah. It's voices. I mean, I'm, I feel very convinced that it's voices. It makes no sense that there would be voices happening in this area at that time. There is nobody out there. Three in the morning. There's nobody out there. I actually had played this for somebody. Actually, I had played this for at least two different people and both of them had a very similar response Um, and that response was it sounds like deaf people having a conversation or like one of them is saying something to the other and the other one's responding let's go ahead and play it again yeah (laughs)
3: Yeah, I. That's
4: <laughs> right. And you think you definitely hear two separate it, individuals.
5: I I feel like it's it, it. just sounds it to me. It sounds like two, but they both have like that very monotone. Yeah, like it's, it's, it, it sounds like it does sound like deaf people like saying something to each other. Yeah, I,
4: and I tried to put. Yeah, you know, I put tons of noise reduction on that to see if I could
5: isolate it more. Yeah, yeah,
4: try to figure out, and and that's pretty much the best I could get it. It's really weird. It's, yeah, whatever it is, it's not a coyote. It's, like, it's, it's
5: not. A fox. It's not a coyote. It's not a fox. It's definitely not deer. It's a
4: uh, not. No, this is a.
5: Uh, it's something else, and what is that something? I, I don't know. I don't know, but this that that is like probably my favorite of. Oh yeah, yeah. Of, that's of that's, the bunch. It's, all the
4: other ones, maybe you know the, the whistles and stuff. I'm, you know, sure. I'm sure somebody's gonna come back and say, "Oh, that's a you know, it's the Pennsylvania cuckoo And you know what? You know, you
5: know what? That's great though. I yeah. Mean, because yeah. then, then at least we, you know, if not, <laughs> you know, at least then we, we, we know.
4: Right. Um, and again, our thought with all this stuff is, it just sounds a little off from what it is and we know that mimicry seems to be a part of, of all this but absolutely hey maybe maybe it's all perfectly natural except explain that last one for me right that's not a turkey <laughs> <laughs> no that one is really wild
5: it's the middle of nowhere just imagine uh you know the deep woods no houses back there there's no there's nothing yeah there's nothing i who knows <laughs>
4: maybe it says uh, rambling rambling hobos yeah maybe it's in, uh, in the yeah. woods <laughs> getting ready to play a game of stone baseball had
5: we been there we may have been stoned <laughs> <laughs> so
4: uh conclusions conclusions which there are no conclusions because it's an ongoing investigation we're not done yeah. with this place i don't think we're going to be done for a long time
5: yeah no no i feel like there's a lot more to be kind of taken from this area for sure i Really think there's something to this albino thing? I do too. If, I really do. If anyone
4: like, from York? Yeah. knows stories of an albino family. It, it would be awesome to actually like, like, yeah. Get you some know,
5: records. I, of, I, like, I, I, I do know. I do know some folks who are in their 80s, and I had had, they had asked about the show a couple months ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot all about this. They'd always been in York for the most part. They're in their 80s great people, sweet people. I think I'll actually see them tomorrow, in fact. But they um they're asking about the show and I I asked them if they'd ever heard about, you know, albinos out in this particular area. And the woman gives me this crazy look. She says, "Goodness, I actually have heard about the albinos." Yeah, she out remembered there. hearing a story about. Um them. and the way that she'd explained it kind of made it sound like it was like an like it was an urban legend of its time. Right. Because she didn't know anybody that had ever seen it, but right. she'd
4: heard about it. Now Chris said he saw them, mm-hmm. and he in fact said they lived in a shack and that they were the ones that owned the dogs that attacked his car. But you know, it's such a weird detail.
1: Yeah,
3: I mean,
4: super weird. And then all the white things that we're seeing—the flashes at night. The Lori saw that white thing movement. She, yeah, she said, "I don't know, I don't know." There seems to be.
5: Some sort of Bigfoot or Bigfoot-like component to this, yeah. But it feels like there's something else to it as yeah, well. I, I mean, like it's op. Like I feel like it's firing on a couple different cylinders of weird.
4: Yeah, exactly. For, for me, when Jeff described those lights, and if he like Jeff saw them, Jeff and Lori saw them. So mm-hmm. if if they want to say their eyes shine, I mean, we have to go with like you know, sure. That's that they they're the ones who saw them. But the way he's describing them. I don't know that their eyes shine. I, yeah. I, you know, he promises that if we if we go when the leaves are off the trees, we're going to see him. So he saw him in the middle of winter. We yeah. weren't fireflies. Yeah, sure. So sure, we're going to go and we'll see if we can see him. And then you got Lori's weird quadrupedal thing that yeah. she saw, which also very interesting. Yeah. What else? The abandoned houses. I the mean, there's a whole yeah. menu of stuff
5: here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we got like the. <laughs> potential haunted location potential bigfoot we've got weird lights we've got flashes yeah orbs you saw orbs Orbs. yeah it is all in like a very condensed yeah area that also has creature sighting from the summer and a creature sighting that goes somewhere in the early to mid 90s right and i have a feeling if we dig there might be more
4: yeah it's just a matter of finding them and yeah The, the the whole area like i said was called devil's hole uh, at at some point yeah uh it is not the current devil's hole as i mentioned last episode place currently known as devil's hole is not close enough to this place to mm-hmm. be confused with it sure i had found an article when i was writing beyond the seventh gate and i cannot find it again at the time i just wasn't as much of a bigfoot guy as i was you know it was beyond the seventh gate that really kind of fired me up and and really really got me into Bigfoot I was interested in in the topic before but I wasn't you know kind of obsessively interested and I'd found a story a uh, right from that area I was just looking for any any weird stories in, in York County but it was right from this area and I cannot find it again I did not save the clipping because I didn't think it was relative but it was a story from I'm trying to remember here but I'm thinking from the 1920s or 30s about people Complaining about, they were complaining about. I think they said like thieves or robbers or something that is the way they described it. Climbing on their roof. <laughs> so this whole oh, story. I
3: remember, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, it's a
4: whole story about the people complaining about people being up on their roofs. Of course, they never saw these people, and they could never find them. They could never catch yeah. them.
5: Yeah, in the sa- In area. In the
4: same area. So again, we have this. Bigfoot behavior that's being attributed to people. but Thief,
5: it's, it's, Thieves it's, not taking anything, just climbing around on the roof.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just this other weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> York County, this part of York County, you don't go climb on people's roofs. No. Not in the 1920s, not today. <laughs> no. You're, you're going to end up yeah. getting shot. Yeah. You don't go wandering back through the woods at 3 a.m. and have a shouting conversation with your buddy mm-hmm. in, in this place. No. You don't do it. I don't even think you fly a drone around back there, <laughs> you know? Well, somebody
5: would have to, someone had to have actually been, you know, close to...
4: Yeah, we would have... Well, we should have heard the drone. Yeah. We, we didn't hear it. The only conceivable position you could fly a drone from is where we were, yeah. I, I would think. Yeah. So... Sure. Who knows? Uh, it's just a really weird place, and I'm sure this won't be the end of our Site 7 shows. Nope. This Open. is just one of many, I would say, yeah. probably. yeah. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Hollow Arts. Music, books, art, podcasts, and more. DarkhollarArts.com. Intro and background music by Stonebreath, go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more.
2: Well, I served my lord, the king, that he made me his chamberlain. He loved me as his son, the famous flower of serving men. Often he looked at me and smiled so swift his heart. I did beguile and bless the day that I did. My by On. Silence hung from tree to sky, the wood grew still the sun on fire. Through the woods the dove he came, and through the woods he made his home. The Dove he sat down on the stone, so sweet he looked so sweet, he sang. Last the day
1: my love became the famous flower of serving them. Bloody tears they fell like rain, and still
2: he sat, and still he sang. He cried out, he wept so he beat his breast and he tore his ass so loud.
1: her cheek to chin this noble stood and they stretched their eyes the ladies took to the fence
2: found for such a strange home